Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here of the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is Sunday, July 26th, 2020. On today's show, I will be reviewing the Nationals' 9-2 win against the Yankees on Saturday and also their 3-2 loss to the Yankees today on Sunday. It was a 1-2 and weekend for the Nats. What did we learn? What happened? All that coming up next. Also, before we get going, I wanted to let you guys know the audio on the Sunday highlights is not as high because I got those immediately during the game. So I was not able to get the full YouTube highlights. Uh, these highlights today are going to be courtesy of Fox, courtesy of Masson, and courtesy of the Yes Network as well. So in the guise of getting this podcast up as fast as possible, I got those highlights for you guys immediately. And there is going to be a bit of a sound quality dip for the Sunday highlights. 3-2 to Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki! See you later! The Nets have won it! Seven runs in the bottom of the ninth. This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. The former Dodger breaking hearts in Los Angeles. The kick in. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. The celebration is on. The Washington Nationals are the world champions. You are listening to the Locked On Nationals podcast. Your one-stop shop for news, analysis, and conversation surrounding your reigning, undisputed World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Now, here's your host, Josh Neighbors. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here at Lockdown Nationals Podcast. Part one of this podcast, I will take a look back at Saturday's 9-2 win for the Nationals over the Yankees. In part two of this podcast, I will take a look back at today's 3-2 loss against the Yankees. Nats come out of this series. They win one game. They go 1-2. and two. And all things considered, I don't think it was the worst weekend of the world. Obviously not a good one, but not the worst weekend of the world. Especially considering on Saturday, it was announced that Steven Strasburg would not be making his normal start. And it was Eric Fetty who would be replacing him. We joked about it on our uh, Twitter page. We were a bit dubious of it. And things started out really rough, too. The Nationals made um, four errors in the first two or three innings and made life on Fetty a bit more difficult. But the good news was Fetty kept his cool. He came through. And then also, as well, the bats came through uh, against James Paxton. And I was worried about Victor Robles. I mean, not long-term, obviously, but Connor and I were talking. We were watching the game together. And uh, Robles at bats in Game 1 weren't great, but in Game 2... He definitely showed up. Had a really competitive bat in the first inning, or excuse me, the second inning, and uh, ended up knocking, driving in a, a two-run double, and that kind of got the Nationals' offense going. Trey Turner got a, um, a fielder's choice that scored another run as well, too. LeMahieu was able to make it 3-1 in the top of the third inning, and then Stanton homered in the fourth. Um, that single from LeMahieu, it was, the run ended up not being earned because it was another error, but the... Uh, the home run for Stanton, another tape measure shot from Giancarlo Stanton, who had a very good weekend, all things considered, for the Yankees. Uh, the power was on display very early. And uh, then Robles came back and homered back in the fourth inning, making it 5-2. to two. 
Robles, a high drive down the left field line, hooking toward the corner. This one is deep. Will it stay fair? It's way back there, and it hits the foul pole. Shades of Howie Kendrick, Victor Robles, doinks one off the left field foul pole in the corner for a two-run homer, and the Nationals lead it 5-2. to two. So Victor Robles has a double, a home run, and four RBIs here in Game 2 in 2020. The Nats were able to add on in the fifth, uh, make it 6-2 with Howie, Howie Kendrick hitting a ground rule double, and then Cabrera, who had a really nice night, hit a double to right field, making it 7-2 in the bottom of the fifth. The Nats did a great job getting to James Paxson, who didn't even make it out of the first inning. I forgot to mention that a little bit earlier, but they did a good job of getting to that Yankees bullpen and making them uncomfortable. Cabrera added another home run to the Nats tally in the seventh. He went deep to right field. The 1-2 is driven to deep right field, sending Judge back on the run to the warning track, looking up, and this one is gone! As Drupal Cabrera clears the big wall in right center field for his first home run of the season. And the Nationals lead it 8-2 as Cabrera has his third hit at second RBI of the ballgame. And then the final scoring output of the night came from Michael A. Taylor, who homered to left 426 feet for Michael A. That was the final touches on a 9-2 victory for the Nat. Here's Michael Taylor blasting one to deep left field. Way back, going, going, and gone. Goodbye. That one hits the tarp atop the seats in section 102 and bounces up onto the center field plaza. Michael Taylor has his first home of the year. Uh, really happy with that win, especially considering Steven Strasburg. And the news on him is that uh, as of yesterday, it was a nerve issue in his hand. He says it's not going to be something that bothers him very much. We're going to have to see if he's able to make his next start. Um, and he said, it, quote, it got to the point where I didn't have the same feeling in my hand holding the baseball, Strasburg said, and it was affecting my ability to command the baseball the way I wanted it to, end quote. That according to, to the Associated Press. Uh, he also said nervous is pretty fickle, which they are. He said he's not extremely concerned. He said he hopes it's a day-to-day thing, and so did David Martinez. They just want to be cautious. As of right now, I believe he's still scheduled to make his next start. So that's kind of your wrap-up there from everything that happened on Saturdays. And just want to let you guys know, if there is a situation where it's a late game Saturday and an early game Sunday, we're typically just going to do those two, uh, the reviews of both those games together. It just makes a lot more sense for me to group those together. I don't want to give you guys you know, five-minute podcasts if it was a a game like it was a 9-2 to game. A lot of positive takeaway. The Nats' output was really good. Obviously, the idea was could they carry it into Sunday, and there was some good, there is some bad. Next. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by CBDMD.com. Doesn't matter if you're a pro athlete or a stay-at-home parent, or if you're like me and you're spending eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everybody needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recovers offers CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support that you need where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals, and everything else that CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off on your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your next purchase. 
of superior CBD products from CBDMD.com. All right, part number two of this podcast, I will take a look at the Nats' 3-2 loss today against the Yankees. It was Jonathan Loisga against Patrick Corbin, and Corbin really had it going early. He ends up going six and uh, one-third innings, two hits allowed, one earned run was off a home run to Glaver Torres, eight strikeouts, and Corbin was on a tear early. Also, the Nats did a good job of getting to Loisga early as well, too. He only made it through three innings, surrendered two hits, one earned run, one walk, three strikeouts. Plan was for him not to go that long today. And uh, the Yankees' bullpen towards the back end did a good job of making that lead um, stick and, excuse me, the low figure stick so they could overcome the Nats uh, in this game. And for the Nationals, uh, the guy that really needed to get it going was Trey Turner, and he did that today. And Trey Turner ends up with a, a home run in the third inning that got the Nats off and on the board. Turner! Loud sound! Deep fly! See you later! Busting up an 0 for 7. And then the Nats in the bottom of the fourth inning. Thames was able to put another run on the board with a, a single to right field that scored Starlin Castro. 2 2. Ripped! And beyond Luke Voigt, the Nats have doubled their lead. The problems for the Nats started to come in the seventh inning. Kind of between that fourth and the seventh, there really wasn't a whole lot happening. Corbin was getting through innings really fast, to be honest, and it was actually pretty impressive to see him uh, operate. But he gives it the home run to Glaber Torres, 403 feet to start off the seventh inning. Glaber Torres' ground ball single up the middle with two outs in the fourth inning. That one is drilled deep to left field. There it goes! See ya! A home run for Torres. The Yankees on the board. It's 2-1 Nats. Corbin then gets pulled, and at that point in time, um, it was a bit, things got to get a bit, more, uh, a bit more challenging for the Nationals. And Will Harris, who obviously the Nationals, the Nationals fans know very well for his... Um, giving up home runs in, in the World Series last year. Harris ends up giving up a home run now to Luke Voigt. This makes it to all. That one is driven to left field and deep. Going back, Taylor on the track at the wall. See ya! A tie game. Luke Voigt goes yard against Will Harris, and we're not in it too. Following that, the Nats were not able to get a whole lot more going in, in the rest of the game. They were not able to score. And then top of the eighth inning, Glaber Torres off Sean Doolittle. And Sean Doolittle, really, he had his, uh, he had a fair share of struggles today. Not a great outing for him, but Torres was able to give the Yankees the lead in the eighth. Line drive. It is a base hit in front of Taylor. Rounding third and heading home is Hicks. He'll score easily. It's a big RBI single for Glaber Torres. And the Yankees lead 3-2. to two. And so after that, the Nationals were able to make it the ninth inning. Still a 3-2 ball game. And Cabrera is able to make it on an infield single on a ball he barely beats out. Torres makes an outstanding play. But Cabrera gets on first. Bonifacio comes in as the pinch runner. He advances to second. And then Robles is able to work a walk with no outs, but Bonifacio gets thrown out at third trying to steal. Bonifacio gets the hand on the bag, slides by, gets the foot on the bag, and then he falls off the bag and is tagged out at third. So a pretty unfortunate circumstance for the Nationals because 
they were looking at a scenario where they're going to have first and third with nobody out. But because of that, um, because of Bonifacio getting thrown out, it makes it uh, a situation where there's now one out and the Nationals were not able to come up with anything to rally in this ball game. So 3-2 loss there, a tough day today because it felt like with the way Corbin was pitching, they were in control. And the Nationals not mounting offense from innings 5 through 9 was a problem. I believe it was only two hits um, from the fifth inning on the rest of the game. Credit to the Yankees for, I mean, they really didn't really get a whole lot, you know, through to Corbin. I mean, two hits and the one home run, an excellent shot from Torres. But the Nationals, this was another game that just showed kind of what they needed in the lineup. And, you know, Turner, I mean, went two for four today also, you know, and gets an RBI with the home run. Eaton goes two for four as well. Uh, Castro going one for four. Thames gets a hit that RBI base knock, but strikes out another three times. This lineup misses Soto a lot, and this was going to be the issue for them this series. With Soto gone, you were now having a lineup that not just is missing Juan Soto, but still in a way is missing Rendon because you know the last time these team this team played, they had those two guys in the lineup. So for them to go up against a team with the quality of the Yankees in a situation like this was very difficult. And I think given what happened this weekend, one win, the Nationals should have won this baseball game today. They, they really did, and it was a poor effort from their bullpen and um, their offense towards the back end of this game. With that being said, grabbing a win on Saturday in a game that you really felt like you had no business winning because of Steven Strasburg being scrapped, having to turn to a guy like Eric Fetty, having him give you four quality innings, and having the offensive output actually be pretty good I think there are some positives. And once again, with the Nationals' schedule early in the season now, with four games coming up that are going to be at home against the Blue Jays, I think the Nationals are still in a good spot. Uh, Obviously, they're one and two. No need to panic. I like the way they got the game from the Yankees this weekend. And so with that being said, um, you know, I said before the series when we we did the the preview, I thought the Yankees were going to take two or three, especially with no Soto. In this situation, and especially if you told me there was no Strasburg, I would say the Yankees, or the Nationals rather, would be glad to win one of the three if we knew it was going to be, um, you know, what it ended up being. So, Nats get the win. Ironically enough, it is in the start where Eric Fetty was uh, was pitching. A good outing today from Corbin. Those are the positives. The offense needs to be better from innings five through nine today. And also the bullpen needs to hold a bit steady uh, as well, too. All right, that will do it for this edition of a Locked On Nationals podcast. Check in tomorrow. We will have the preview. Connor Jones and I will be previewing the Blue Jays and Yankees. Excuse me. We will be previewing the Blue Jays and Nationals series. All four of those games are coming up this week in D.C. It was supposed to be 2-2. Two and two. Now all four are in D.C. First two, Nats will be the home team. Second two, Nats will be the road team. Make sure you guys go and check out the Locked On MLB podcast as well as the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. All of these things are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we get out of here today, I want to let you guys know that today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always low. rockauto.com offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging what the market bears, just like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. 
write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so know that we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. RockAuto.com.